Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. Wow, wow. As I was coming in, I just had a serious worship and I could feel the presence of the Lord. And so I know the Holy Spirit is with us. Hallelujah. The moment you are stuck in the jump of Kampara, the timing. Do you know I gave myself one hour from where I was and I thought, yeah, I'll be there in 30 minutes. That is when the cars are slow. That is when the traffic officer will stop you. That's when, you know, all those things. And then you can say certain things and your mind is grumbling. But I ask the Lord to forgive me if I grumbled in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we are now at your throne. We are here ready to hear your word. Speak to each one of us, even those in their offices, those at home. Lord, we pray that you show us the right way to go. In Jesus' name we all say, amen. I want to thank God for the church, the administration for giving me this opportunity to share with you as we go through the month of really talking about something very important, consecration. Taking time off, thinking about something that God wants us to be and God wants us to do. And so our theme this afternoon is consecrated to finish well. Consecrated to finish well. Wow. A story, I was, uh, you know, when you have children, you end up even watching cartoons as an adult. And so I was watching one of the lovely stories of a hare and a tortoise. And the hare and the tortoise decided to say, we're going to have a race and see who's going to win. And you know, the hare is very fast. And the tortoise is very slow. And so they call all the animals, come, let's, let's see who is going to win. And off they go. And they take off. Of course, the hare is too fast. Fast and sure, it was too fast. And then it takes off. But the tortoise, it is slow, sure, and steady. And off, halfway the journey, the tortoise was too, I mean the hare was far, far ahead of the tortoise. And said, you know what? Let me first relax and rest. And so he took up his carrots and started eating, relaxing, saying, man, I'm very far. Do you know what happened? Sleep. <laughs> and it slept. The tortoise that was slow, sure, and steady, passed and kept going and going. By the time the hare woke up, realized, oh, I need to take off, and it rained, and just two seconds to finish. The tortoise that was slow, sure, and steady had passed the line, and the tortoise won the race. It's not about how you take off, and they know this is who I am, but it's about the finishing and they taught us one. So when we say consecrated, consecrated to finish well, when they gave me this chapter, and I was like, no, this is not me, because I have been thinking about this theme about myself. I'm like, yes, I start, but Lord, where I am. Because it's, the Bible is clear, it talks about the end. He who gets, he who keeps going, he who goes to the end will be saved. He's talking about the end, the finishing line. And so when we talk about consecrated to finish well, we're talking about going to the end. 
Consecration is simply being set apart. I know you have gone through this. You are set apart. You are made holy. You're, you're devoted. You're sanctified. And one of the key things I want to mention quickly this afternoon as I talk about consecration. One, that it is God's will that we are consecrated. It is what? God's will. That is what God wants us to be. It says, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 3. It says, it is God's will that we should be set apart and sanctified. That's what God wants us to be today. That's what God wants us to be tomorrow as we think about the finishing line. Number two, it's a call. It's a call for you. It's a call for me that we are consecrated. That we are set apart. That we are holy. That we are sanctified. Exodus 19 verse 10. And the Lord said to Moses, go to the people. That is a call. Go to the people and consecrate them. <laughs> we have a call. We cannot just sit. We have a concept. Go and consecrate them today and tomorrow. Have them wash their clothes and be ready by the third day because on that day the Lord will come down on Mount Sinai in the sight of all the people. And I hope this month as we go through this theme that the Lord will impart on us that desire to reach out in our homes and families, in our workplaces, that to be able to go out and consecrate these people because they need to meet God. They need to face God. So one, it's God's will. Number two, it's a call. And number three, it's a choice. You and me, we must make a choice. Joshua 3.5 says, Joshua told the people, consecrate yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things among you. Consecrate yourselves. You and me have got a choice to say no. As a child of God, I need to be set apart. I need to live a holy life. I need to do what God wants me to do in the, his presence as a consecrated person. The key point in all this as we talk about this is to have true worship. To the living God. We are created to worship the Lord. Our lives worshiping the Lord. And so the main thing is to have true worship to the Lord. Bill Graham said that the highest form of worship is the worship of unselfish Christian service. And then he says the greatest form of praise is the sound of consecrated feet seeking out the lost and helpless. He's defining worship in praise. And this involves witnessing. It involves prayer. It involves worship. It involves love and doing good to others. Let me now talk about the theme from our text that was read to us by Reverend Florence. Finishing well. First Samuel 12, verse 1 to 5, we look at Samuel. Samuel was a judge. He was actually the last judge before the kings were appointed. And he has done great things. He was set apart. You remember how God called Samuel? He says, Samuel, Samuel, remember the call? And he couldn't understand because he was a young boy. 
and he runs to Eli and says, Eli, are you calling me? Because God, there was a process of the call. And Eli says, no, go back and sleep. And, and God calls him again. He never gives up. And says, Samuel, Samuel, and he runs back to Eli. <laughs> and Eli says, that time I think God is calling you, ready to set you apart for ministry, ready to consecrate you for ministry. And finally, Samuel is ready to say yes to God's will. And God calls him. And Samuel starts his journey. And he does what God told him. And, and Samuel was set apart. And in chapter 7, before we get to chapter 12, we see now Samuel says, I am going to deal with all the gods. He deals with all the gods. He deals with them. I think this, he dealt with the foreign gods and the images of Ashtoreth. And he was in for God and every time would see God's direction because he was a set apart. He knew he was focused as we'll see later. And afterwards, Samuel is now old. And in chapter 12 of our text today, he's giving a farewell speech. I don't know in your organizations, when people are giving their farewell speeches, what do they say? <laughs> These days, you even fear to give a farewell speech because there are things that are not right in your organization. And all you do is just write and disappear. You don't have even the confidence to say, I was a pastor here and I'm being transferred and people are able to say bye. Or you're in an organization, you're moving from one level to the other and people, are they ready to say, wow, well done. You did well. But Sammy is going to give us a good example. On his farewell speech, listen to the words. Then Samuel addressed all Israel. I have done as you asked and given you a king. Accountability. I have done it. Number two, your king is now your leader. I stand here before you as an old gray-haired man. And my sons serve you. I have served you as your leader from the time I was a boy to this very day. He's talking about faithful service. And then, now I testify. Now those who can testify against me in the presence of the Lord and before his anointed one, whose ox or donkey have I stolen? Do you see that confidence? Have I stolen anybody's donkey? <laughs> have I stolen anybody's ox? Have I ever cheated any of you? He's asking people questions. By the time you ask those questions, you must be very confident that you did what God called you to do when you were set apart. Have I ever taken a bribe and perverted justice? Uh, this question, it's not easy to say that in Uganda today. <laughs> Have I ever taken a bribe? That little money you give the traffic officer, that, that is also a bribe, you know that. Those are small money. We call them tips, not so. And tips are there in the restaurant, but now even these ones are called tips. We cover up. Tell me, and I'll make right whatever I have done wrong. This is what they call consecrated, to finish well. He stands up and he has finished his work very, very well. And he can stand before everyone to say, I have been upright and I did everything I was able to do. Number one, 
out of this text. Number one, he has done what he was taught to do. The Lord has called each one of you. One of the things that kept, hit, that kept hitting me at some point, God will tell me, go and minister to so and so, especially people in our homes and families. And you're like, ah, you know, uh-uh. Uh, no, no, um, I'd rather minister to the other people rather than people in my home. God has told you. He has set you apart. He has called you. Go and minister to your husband. Go and minister to your wife. Minister to your children. Like, uh, uh, there I said, no, go area. I will send so and so. Samuel is reminding us that he did what he was tasked to do. Verse 1. In verse 2, he says, I have served you from the time of the call upon my life up to now. I have been faithful serving you. Number 3, I have clean hands. See, I have been faithful. Are we able to stand and say we have clean hands? If we have to live a holy life, set apart and holy, are we able to say, look, I have clean hands? You know, clean hands, one of the things I want to point out is forgiveness. You know, in the church, one of the issues we have, really hard, hard, is where we are saying we cannot connect with so and so. I'd rather connect with Reverend Florence, but with Peter, no, 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 we can't. Samuel is saying clean hands. That means everyone is at par with everything. Any wrongs I have done, and is now asking for forgiveness in case he's aiming at finishing well. Paul himself reminds us and says, Here I have done it. I was consecrated, I was called upon the Lord, set aside. And then Acts chapter 20, he says, Now I have that none, now that none of you will ever see me again. Therefore, I declare to you today that I'm innocent of the blood of all men. For I have not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. And I have not coveted anyone's silver, gold, or clothing. You yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of the companions. What a testimony. I want to pause here and ask, what is your testimony if you are to give a final speech? What is your testimony at the end of it all? Have you done it? Have you been faithful in the walk with God, the journey that is ahead of you? Let me quickly summarize this as we close. Why is it important to finish well? Do we need to finish well? Yeah, because if I start well, the grace of God will take me. That's what we say. <laughs> The grace of God is sufficient. Yeah, it is sufficient. But it's important that we finish well. Number one, why we need to finish well is to win the prize. There's a prize to be won. And all of us are in a race. Philippians 3, verse 13 to 14, it says, Now, Philippians chapter 3, verse 3 to 14. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it. But I focus on the one thing forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Jesus Christ, is calling us. Are we ready to win the prize? <laughs> the 
which God has called us. You serve every day. You come and lead worship every day. You are an usher. You come doing it. You pray for people. You intercede. Just keep going and going because at the end of the journey, we'll win the prize. That was the motivation for Paul. That was the motivation for us as children of God. That we have to keep going. And you know serving is not easy. Is it easy? For some of you, maybe it's easy. It's not. <laughs> you are so broke, but you have to come and walk to church. Not so. You are broke, you have to be faithful. We will win the prize. Number two, we want to gain the trust and confidence of those that we lead. And that's why Samuel gained the confidence that even after chapter 12, we see him doing ministry to the God's people. Gaining the trust and confidence. And when people see us, they're able to say, yes, God, you are real. And they're able to follow because of you. So how do we finish well? Let me use Paul's farewell speech. The time of my death is near. And this is what he says. The common word that we use for everyone who dies. You know the verse? <laughs> you know it. The common verse, I have fought a good fight. I have finished the rest. And I have remained faithful. And then you put those verses on those everyone who dies. Mm, uh, really, I'm not sure whether that applies to every other person who dies. These verses are so key. There are three points that come out very well that you must be careful. They don't apply to everyone. It is about how you have been set apart and you're able to finish well. But on the funeral service, the children are fighting. There are how many wives lining up? And then they say, wow, he has finished the rest. It's fought a good fight. And, oh, <laughs> does it apply? But you and me as God's children who have been set apart, we want that on the final day when everybody is saying, oh, we're going to miss you, they're able to say, he has fought the good fight. Not so. He has done what? He has run the race. And he has remained faithful. Are they able to say that to you? And verse 8 says, and now the prize awaits for who? For me, the crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. Quickly, fight the good fight. We are soldiers in the army, and we are not civilians. The Bible talks about civilian affairs. <laughs> that we are not part of those civilian affairs, but we are soldiers in the army, that we are not supposed to be part of this world. That's why they call it being set apart, and you focus, and you fight the good fight. We have this body, my brothers and sisters. This body wants to take us into the world, but we must stay focused. And as the church, as we seek God, and as we pray and desire to start the word, we are fighting. We are fighting to win the battle that is around us. The enemy is trying to fight our families. The enemy is trying to fight our lives, but we must keep fighting and not give up. Do not give up. Not giving up. I met a lady, I think, way after COVID period, and asked her, I met her in the shop, 
and she didn't look all right. So I asked her, uh, yeah, uh, we used to be together at church. Where are you now? It's like I gave up those church things. <laughs> Why? Because nobody listens to me. I got, I'm so broke and I'm tired of that Christian life. So I had to understand. I said, okay, so what happened? It's like, you know what? There's a better life out there. So what do you do? I survive. <laughs> so I kept probing because of the way she was dressed and looking I thought there was something not right and she says you know what pastor I'm not going to hide I am an online prostitute and they are online prostitutes for the first time I heard that word online I didn't want to ask how they do it then they show that I'm interested but I felt so sad that life can squeeze you and you decide to be an online prostitute. I'm not saying you're going to be that. But maybe the other things we give up as Christians. But God has called each one of us. It is his will. He sets you apart and says go. And we must keep going and going and going. And you know what? The Lord is with us. Let's not give up. If it is praying and you're fasting, don't give up. If it is you're reading the book and you're finishing the chapter, don't give up. We are fighting the good fight. Running the race is mainly just keeping focused. There are so many things that are taking us away. The world is so sweet out there in courts. People are running after money, running after fame, the peer pressure. Hey, my goodness, you need to have this house, you need to have this car, but we must keep focused and be contented in the Lord. And finally, keep the faith. There's so many teachings coming out. There are many things that come and will take us from the truth. But the only way to keep our faith is to stay in the word. And so I pray as All Saints Church, as, as All Saints Church, as we take a month off to study the, the, the topic about consecration, that the Lord will take out our heart that we'll be able to dwell on the word and grow in the word that will keep our faith and not be shaken and be hopeful of eternal life. Finally, I want to hear that word. Each one of you, including you and me, when we finish well, we've been set apart and we've done everything, I want to hear that word at the end. It says, well done, good and faithful servant. Are you ready for that word? We cannot have it unless we aim at finishing well. Shall we stand? Maybe you're like me. There's one thing that hit me. Halfway the journey, we feel like giving up. The Bible talks about you're neither old or old. And we're so complacent. We started well, but halfway, we have lost God's call upon our lives. And I want to pray that we we'll come back to the heart of worship. That when the music fades, when the storms of the world hit us, and sometimes we feel like giving up. But this afternoon, God is reminding us to come back to the heart of worship. Because God is looking at the finishing line. 
So I want you to pray and ask the Lord to forgive you for where you've been compressing and feel like giving up. Where you have backslid. If we had to talk about fighting the fight, are you still fighting the good fight? Are you still in the race? Are you still keeping the faith? It's a time to release your heart to God and ask the Lord, Father, I am sorry. The music fades. You're at home, just pray wherever you are. Father, 
We repent before your throne, O God, that you have mercy upon us. Lord, there's a reason you called each one of us. There's a reason you set us apart. You've called us to be holy, but Lord, we have failed to be holy. Because our bodies have been wasted away into the worldly affairs. Lord, we are sorry. And we pray that you have mercy upon each one of us. I pray those in their offices. I pray those at home, Heavenly Father. Maybe some of us who cannot even stand to say we've been faithful. Forgive us for unfaithfulness. And cause us to be pure at heart us to be clean, have yes, clean hands of oh God, yes, and to focus on what you've called us to be, yes, Jesus. Lord. We bless your name and we give you thanks in Jesus' name and all God's children say, so much. Thank you, Brother David. Thank you for allowing the Lord to use you. May God bless you abundantly. The choir will continue singing as we bring our offerings, our tithes, and thanksgiving. And for those online, please, the lines to use will be displayed on the screen. given to you, the songs of praises, the time we have sit in your presence, the word we have listened to, Lord, I pray, to return, it comes to you as a sweet aroma, accepted by you, my master, consecrate us, consecrate the, 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 the givings that we have offered, Lord, accept it, my master, purify each one of us, and in return, I pray that you release your blessings. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand 
of the throne of God. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, beloved, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord watch over you, the Lord preserve your lives, preserve your families, preserve your spouses, your children, your parents, your relatives, preserve your workplaces, your jobs, your finances. May the Lord release the cloud of angels to surround you left and right and scatter all evil around you, before you, and destroy every works of the enemy. The word that the Lord has released this afternoon, may it find rest in our hearts and never depart from us, causing us to finish well. Lord, receive honor and the glory, even as you release us with a blessing. In the name of God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.